Should retrieving children from abortion mills be considered an act of love or a crime? Should anti-abortion activists obey trespass laws and other laws regarding abortion centers? I'm Mark Harrington, and you've tuned into Activist Radio on The Mark Harrington Show. The Mark Harrington Show is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can donate to our work by going to createdequal.org. And before we get into the program, I want to ask for your prayers. Uh, we'll be leaving soon to New York City for a full week of outreach in uh, the Big Apple, that is Manhattan primarily. We will be going to the abortion centers. We'll be uh, conducting Operation Overpass at some of the larger uh, highways and, and other streets in the, the Manhattan area. And as well, we will be going to some of the larger venues to witness to the evil of abortion and the truth of the gospel. So I covet your prayers as we go into the belly of the beast, because New York City really is the nation's the capital for abortion in America. Right now, more babies are killed by uh, abortion that are born in that uh, city. So be with us in prayer, if you will, as I take our interns uh, on a road trip to New York City. Also, folks, uh, you can subscribe to our program by going to our YouTube channel, which is The Mark Harrington Show. You can also make sure you subscribe to it. You can like it, share it, comment on it as well. We're also on all the popular podcasting platforms. My guest today is Monica Miller, and Monica is a, a good friend of mine and also a uh, regular guest on our program here. And we're coming to you because we have news uh, that broke last week about the discovery or retrieval of an aborted baby in North uh, Northeast Ohio. So, uh, Dr. Miller, thanks for being on the program today. Great to be with you, Mark. So, uh, Monica, I was up with you on June 4th at the Red Rose Rescue. Uh, we were at Northeast Ohio Women's Center. That's the abortion center there in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. And uh, unbeknownst to all of us, we didn't know that uh, they uh, had been throwing babies into uh, dumpsters. But apparently one of your uh, volunteers... Uh, on June 7th was uh, entered into the, uh, the dumpster in the back of that abortion center and found something highly alarming and, and tragic. If you would, take us through those days, starting on June 4th with the Red Rose Rescue in, um, in, in Cuyahoga Falls and then the discovery on June 7th. Sure. Um, our group, Citizens for a Pro-Life Society, organized the Red Rose Rescue that took place at the Northeast Ohio Women's Clinic in Cuyahoga Falls. And um, actually, the next day, which would have been June 5th, we, we did another rescue at the Planned Parenthood um, Mega Clinic in Bedford Heights. And I was actually arrested in, in that second rescue. Mm -hmm. Four rescuers went in, in, into the clinic there in Cuyahoga Falls on the morning, about approximately 11 o'clock in the morning. 
uh, Father Fidelius Mashensky and Audrey Whipple, who is now uh, with with your group this summer, right. 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephanie Berry, uh, actually, she's the first African-American to do a Red Rose Rescue. And then a veteran pro-lifer who back in the heyday of Operation Rescue did several rescues, and that would be uh, Laura Geis of Pennsylvania. Um, so they were arrested uh, because, of course, we do not leave the abortion clinic as long as abortions are going to take place. We have to stay there and be in solidarity with the victims of abortion uh, and continue for as long as we can to witness to the sanctity of life in the very place where the unborn are going to be exterminated and to continue as, as much as we can to love the moms and to reach out to the to the to the moms who are scheduled scheduled for abortion. Um, sad to say, on Tuesday, uh, the thirteenth of July, uh, Judge, well, he was actually a magistrate, Summit County Magistrate John Clark, uh, issued his verdict. Um, the rescuers actually had their trial very quickly on July nine. Yeah. Um, Barely a month, you know, uh, went by before they were put on trial. They were convicted on Tuesday of this week and um, denied, of course, a defense of others, denied, of course, a defense of necessity. Mm-hmm. And even the judge said that the um, the beginning of human life or when does when does human life begin? That question is irrelevant mm. so- to the trespassing. Uh, when the uh, activity conducted by the clinic is legally protected. It's insanity. It continues to be an insanity. It drives me insane, Mm -hmm. but there it is. And of course, the incredible irony of all of it. Right. On June 7th. Monica, hold hold on. So what I'd like to do here real quickly is uh, I do want to talk about Red Rose Rescue, I mean, because obviously that has a lot to do with this whole story. But fast forward past the rescue yes. and trial to what happened after that. And we'll go well, back, we'll circle back to the uh, Red Rose Rescue. Well, two days, two days before the trial. So on June 7th, uh, someone who has participated in several Red Rose Rescues, uh, decided on the evening of June 7th, so that was a Monday, just three days after the rescue, he searched the trash containers that are used by the Northeast Ohio Women's Clinic. Mm -hmm. And indeed, he found among biohazard waste and and documents with numerous patient names, discernible first and last names, all of this in the trash, including bloody suction cannulas that are used in uh, abortion procedures. But he found the remains of a 16 to 18 week aborted baby. And and here are the photographs. The baby was, was, was hidden, uh, wrapped up in a blood-stained blue colored surgical uh, paper that's used to drape the the, the operating table. The, mo- the mom actually lay on top of those blue papers. And when 
they, the person who searched the trash unfolded the, the paper. It was all bunched up. This bloody lump fell out. And, and upon closer examination, it was the body of a baby who had suffered uh, a dilation and evacuation abortion, uh, which is a dismemberment procedure. And the, the dismembered body parts are very, are, are very, very clearly discernible. So let me so break in here, Monica. Let me break in here for a second, folks. Uh, what I want you to do is go to our website at createequal.org. We have the photographs of this aborted baby along with the biohazard uh, waste materials and some of the records. Of course, they are redacted to keep the privacy of those who were uh, serviced or used the abortion center. But you can go to our website at createequal.org, click on the blog, and there are the photos for you to, to see. Monica, the, uh, the baby was retrieved. Uh, came to you. Uh, what did you do then? I was at the press conference just a, like a week or so ago where you brought forward all this information. But when you found out about this, how did you react and how did that lead up to this press conference? And what are you attempting to do now? Well, um, we, we definitely need to give credit to Right to Life of Ohio. I notified Denise Leopold, who is the head of Ohio Right to Life of Northeast Ohio, and that's where the press conference took place at their Akron offices on um, June, I'm sorry, July, sorry, July um, 7th, so just last week. And again, to their credit, they blew up these photos on these huge posters and displayed them during the press right. conference. And they're not normally known for being an advocate of using abortion victim photography, but they did that day. Well, I, they, maybe they're not. I mean, I don't have, I, up until now, I haven't had, <laughs> I haven't had any interaction with um, the staff of Ohio Right to Life, but they were, they have run with this. They, they are, they are on. And what are you asking them? What are you asking the something. government or the officials to do? Uh, obviously, the abortion mills need shut down. Number one, the right. The, the Ohio state agencies that regulate medical facilities and medical providers need to right now need to be investigating this clinic. They need to be looking at our evidence, which we have uh we preserved. We've preserved all of the evidence. Nothing has been thrown well, away. What laws did they break? And 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 ultimately the attorney. Well, first of all, the biohazard waste. Unfortunately, the unborn baby will probably be considered biohazard waste. All right. Um, along with the bloody papers, the suction cannulas, and all the rest of the awful, grotesque materials connected with the abortion procedures that they threw in the trash. The patient records, so that's a bio, that already is a violation of the proper disposition of biohazard waste. Then there's the patient records issue, which is a HIPAA violation. We have over 30 names mm -hmm. of women, discernible names of women that, 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 that are on documents taken out of that trash dumpster. Yeah. 
So the Ohio regulatory agencies need to investigate and there needs to be penalties. And ultimately, I think the attorney general, your pro-life attorney general, Dave Yost, needs needs to uh, issue an emergency shutdown of this abortion clinic, frankly, even pending the investigation. I wouldn't wouldn't hold your breath on that My guest again today is Dr. Monica Miller. (laughs) And folks, I want you to take action today. Uh, If you're listening to the sound of our voice or watching this on our social media platforms, you can pick up Monica's book, Abandon, the untold stories of the abortion wars. Uh, I highly endorse this this book. Uh, It documents decades of Monica and other people's work in the abortion battle. Uh, stories of children abandoned by abortion uh, and those defenders. Uh, I think it's one of the best books written on the pro-life issue, and it will really motivate you to get in the game, which is what we're trying to do with this radio program is get you in the game. You can get that book by going to createdequal.org, go to our uh, to our store and click on the store, and the books are right there. Monica's book is there, and you can pick it up. Uh, you can you can buy it straight out, or if you send us a gift for fifty bucks, we'll send you the book free of charge. Fifty dollar gift to Created Equal. Uh, we will send you the book. Just put in the memo, "I want the abandoned book" by Monica Miller, and we'll send it to you for fifty dollars. Or you can just buy it straight up if you like. Again, that's abandoned the untold stories of the abortion wars. Monica, you know, as I sat there at the press conference and listened to you. And I think you made such a great point. And by the way, I had that press conference on our Facebook page. You can pick it up also on my YouTube page as well. You made such a great point saying if if this was done to a dog, if a pet was found in a dumpster and dismembered like this, this would be uh, this would be big news. It'd be all over the news, national news even. But because it's a human baby killed by abortion, there's very little said about it. Uh, the whole talk is about shutting down the abortion mill because they violated the laws regarding disposal or the proper use or, or uh, taking care of, of records of patients and so forth. And I find it hugely ironic. The reason why that abortion mill should be shut down is because they kill babies. That's the reason. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I hope right, it gets exactly shut down. Right. Well, I'll take whatever comes, you know, but. But the real problem here is that the abortion mill is killing children, not that they're throwing them in dumpsters. Obviously, that's a problem. We should dispose of uh, human remains uh, in a way that's humane and respectful. But the real problem is that the abortion center is operating day in and day out and killing babies. Uh, it was like I was at the, in kind of a, a, an alternate universe listening to this, all these regulations and things that they have broken. Well, the main one is they murder babies. So I, it, it just seems so uh, ironic Mark, that we're dealing with that. No, you, you, you said it as, as clearly and as plainly as it could possibly be said. What's going on in that clinic and all other abortion clinics is an absolute crime against mm-hmm. humanity. That, that they're, the dismemberment and the and the uh, the killing and dismemberment of, of human beings. We, we it's like we we've have, lost I mean, our this minds, is a dead really. human body in a trash dumpster behind a facility that killed them. 
it kills them. I mean, and yet, like I say, what what kind of news is that? That would be national news if it were anyone, uh, like I say, an animal or what have you, or a born person. That would be that would be news. Well, right. And I, yes. And for, this baby was just one of twenty five hundred, mm -hmm. also killed, um, because that's the approximate number of babies that are aborted every day in the United States of America. By the way, there's a, big, a very big irony here. Just look at the time frame. The rescue occurred on Friday, June 4th. Right. The baby was found in the trash a mere three days later. And by the way, not only was the baby found in the trash, but some of the roses oh. that had been distributed right. to the moms or to the staff or they were left in the waiting room, those roses from the Red Rose Rescue were in also in the trash. We have a photograph wow, of that. That's cool. um, so this baby may have very well have been a baby that the rescuers tried to save. Yeah, quite possibly. It's it, The roses and the baby were in the same bag that was in the trash at the Northeast Ohio Women's Clinic. Yeah. You know, at the press conference... Right. At the press conference, I, I want to quote you. This is one of the most powerful quotes that I've I've heard recently. And, and you did this just, you know, stream of consciousness on the cuff. And it was it was so poignant. You said this. This was at the press conference as you were pointing to the images of the baby that had been killed by abortion and then was found in the, the trash dumpster. You said, quote, we're looking at something the human eye is not meant to see. Your mind is now scarred by the image of what happened to this baby, and you will carry this image with you. You will be marked by the death of this baby. And it's so true, right? I mean, the, right. the human mind is not meant to see this kind of carnage, this type of humanity towards our fellow human beings. And when we do see it, it's something that's burned into our minds forever, and we can't get it out. That's one of the reasons why we use victim photography to argue against abortion, because we understand that those pictures have a huge impact on the way people perceive abortion. And so although we're not talking about the use of abortion victim photography and pro-life activism today, which we often do discuss on this program, obviously the pictures are worth a thousand words. I mean, they, they convey things that our words can't. And I just thought that was such a powerful quote by you. It really brought things home to why we were really there. Uh, you know, the real reason is this baby was killed by an abortion. I mean, she wasn't uh, just thrown in the dumpster, although that's as terrible as it was. Uh, you also went on to talk about the final act of charity. And I'd like you to expand on that a little bit here. I don't think we talk about this much in the pro-life movement. Because we don't see the bodies. I mean, where are they? They're all gone. I mean, 50 million children have been killed or more since uh, Roe v. Wade, 60 million. There are no bodies. There are no cemeteries, at least very few of them with the real, the actual bodies. Uh, they just kind of disappeared. You know, they just, you know, they aren't around because they're, 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 they're used, they're put away as disposable waste. Uh, but you talk about this final act of charity, something that I hadn't thought about, you know, until years after, I mean, reading your book, uh, I really came to understand how important it is that we treat the babies once they're killed humanely and give them a proper burial and a funeral. 
if you would take a few minutes and expound on why you feel like that is is very important for us to to focus on. Yeah, I do talk about this in great detail in my book, the burials of the abortion victims. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, where do you put 62 million dead right. people? Where are yeah. they? Um, I'd like to maybe even refer people to a video that we have on YouTube called Requiem for the Disappeared, right? The Disappeared, mm -hmm. Requiem for the Disappeared, five minute video about the burials that we did back in 2008. Wow. But I always felt it was very ironic. In the Christian religion, there's seven corporal works of mercy. The seventh work of mercy is to bury the dead. But it is ironic that the last work of mercy, to bury the dead, is the will be the first work of mercy an aborted baby will ever know. And and that's the that's the, the the act of charity that this baby from the Northeast Ohio Women's Clinic trash, the last work of mercy will be the first work of mercy this baby will know. And by the way, a burial is going to be coming within the next few weeks. We you know we're working on the burial. The baby will be buried in Ohio and is actually at a funeral home now. Um, I believe in in, in and why is that a, a work of mercy or charity? Why is that? What is unique about human life and the Christian religion well, that makes it that? Right. I, there, there, I, there is, a, I think, an innate need. And even in pagan cultures, this was the case that the way that you treat the human corpse. The, the, the dignity and the care that you show to the dead human body, you are really showing to the person. So this is an act of love for that person because the human being is soul and body. And what we how we care for the dead is a sign of our civilization. Are we right. civilized? Or do we treat human beings when we, if you treat a, the, the human body as if it were trash, you're really saying that the human being is also no more, nothing right. more than trash. And, and that's and, exactly. And the baby was the treated, they, right? The baby was the treated like trash when the baby was dismembered yeah. and murdered. But we can, and it's not redeeming yeah. that child at all necessarily by burying that child but it is providing that act of charity, the final act of charity to that child who will never receive any other acts of charity their entire lives. So right. it's, it's to honor, it's to honor that, that person that was, that was dismembered uh, in Cuyahoga Falls, thrown in the trash. It's to honor that baby. And also in a way, at least symbolically to honor all abortion victims who will never be buried. Right. We will never know. Well, them. and our our they hope is here that this child, his or her life, will not go unnoticed. That they actually might count for something. Where most of the babies, almost all the babies yeah. that are killed by abortion, will not have any kind of opportunity to redeem their death. In other words, this baby's life still will speak because of the way in which we retreated retrieved him or her and the images now that are being used. And, uh, you know, people are seeing these all across the world. 
so it does have some kind of quality there. I do want to just, you know, we only have a minute here and there will be those out there. And I know you don't have a lot of time for this who will say in the, in the abortion uh, center said, well, the, the person that retrieved the baby from the abortion uh, from the dumpster trespassed. <laughs> so if you will, we got yeah. about, we got about 45 seconds. Explain to you, to our listeners why that is not an adequate uh, uh, explanation for what happened. Well, first, first of all, you know, the abortion clinic does not have a right to operate. They don't have a right to use the property the way that they are using it. They are, and anybody who trespasses on the property of an abortion clinic to retrieve a dead body from a dumpster, to talk to a mother, to intervene to save the babies has an absolute moral, and they should have an absolute legal right to do so. We are talking about saving human beings from being put to death and no law, there is no law that has any legitimacy that 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 that, right. that should should stop that, prevent so that. So we cannot recognize the arbitrary boundaries of an abortion center if there are babies being killed inside. And I very much get that. We got to go, Monica. Thanks for being on the program again. Folks, you can pick up our book, Abandon the Untold Stories of the Abortion Wars, by going to our uh, our uh, our store at createdequal.org. Or if you give a gift of $50, we'll send it to you for free. You've been listening to your radio activists here on the Mark Harrington Show. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.